Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I start out really reluctant. And unless a case is made that the long-term, that the investment yields a long-term return for the taxpayers that we can justify in some way, I haven't seen that yet. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that is the governor. That is J.B. Pritzker, and he is addressing the idea of um, a new White Sox stadium at the 78. Mm-hmm. And just all that's missing is about a billion dollars in public funds, and the governor was asked about uh, uh, that And I guess it's not technically a request yet, although um, the uh, White Sox owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, has made no secret of the fact that he'd like a billion dollars. Well, yeah, he put on his best leather jacket, showed up in Springfield, and pitched uh, the idea to some legislators. He was all leathered and lathered as he went in there to talk to everyone. And I guess officially he did not make the ask. Not audacious official. as it was for $1.2 billion in public subsidies. So I guess, technically speaking, yesterday, uh, Governor Pritzker did not say no, but it sure sounded like it. It sure sounded like he would be very reluctant to prioritize a if, baseball stadium if, over some other things in the state if, that require more Jerry, and deserve money. If Jerry should shuffle off this mortal coil, as uh, Bill Shakespeare would say, then Michael Reinsdorf has been instructed to sell the team, make as much money for the partners as possible, and that means whoever buys it would immediately leave Chicago. That would be the end of the Chicago White Sox, according to Jerry's uh, uh, interview in Crane's uh, business. That is the implication he he left. Yeah, I I think that to leave Chicago would be – Something that the new owners w- would have to be motivated to do. That, that's the ro- that's the risk you run by Jerry, who met that. with yeah. the mayor yeah. of Nashville during. the I still think that's far fetched. I, I I understand why the he's what? out. It's out there. I understand why it's an implied threat. I think there's so many different levers that have to be pulled with Major League him? Baseball. Why, why did you go meet him? Are you trying to plant a seed of a? Anyway, he met him because of leverage. He met JB, him. Be- it, it was false. JB said no. Well, he said a lot of things, but I think it came across as no. He did it eloquently. Yes. He did it skillfully. He crafted a statement. He, he expected the question. He needed to address it. He was making a, an appearance at the Southside Birthing Center. Yes. And he was uh, on on the way to somewhere else, and he was asked about it. And, and this, he had a ready answer. He was he? ready. He was yep. prepared. And yeah. this comes days after, within the last week of you know the, the budget unveiling, 52 $0.7 billion budget, right. I don't know that you're including in there money for a ballpark. I don't know that it's necessarily something that you want to be part of, even though it's been happening at an increasing rate around the country. You keep defending it. 
I don't keep defending it. You keep calling don't say for that. public funds. I do not call for public funds. You keep bringing up. I'm pointing happening. out that it's happened at other places. A lot of people getting a billion. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people. A lot, a lot of, of billionaires people, getting a billion a lot of, dollars. A lot of billionaires getting handouts. Okay. Yes. I mean, I think that's the way of the world right now in, in, in pro sports because these these buildings have become so exorbitant in, in the cost, billions of dollars. You're also seeing, and there's a story on the front page of the Chicago Tribune this morning, the Red Stars are in line for some public funding for their stadium project. There are going to be every team that is going to want to expand by and enhance their organization by building a stadium structure. is They're going to want help from the government. I, uh, I told you that my favorite ever Onion headline was God answers child's prayer. And the subhead, no, says God. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought that was hysterical. And I feel like that applies here. JB answers Jerry's request. No. No. Says governor. Says governor. Yes. Right? Isn't that kind of what it was? Headline. Gov says no. And, and sadly, this is what is disguising itself as White Sox news. Uh, because there is news. Well, There's news from camp. Uh, right, let's Nick, talk about that. Nick What's the news? Nes- Nick Nestrini. Yeah, okay. The no- what do you mean okay? <laughs> Go ahead. The number six prospect for the uh, Chicago White Sox pitched two innings. Yesterday only allowed a run mm-hmm. to the Texas Rangers and, among others, uh, Jordan Leisure, who was mentioned by Scott Merkin as uh, as maybe the breakthrough player for the Sox this year. He pitched a scoreless inning. Jordan so Leisure. the two guys that they got for the Lance Lynn slash Joe Kelly uh, debacle have uh, – both had good days yesterday. Okay, that's great. That's news. That's news. That's All better right. than than asking for a billion dollars. I think that is the the kind of news the White Sox would prefer we focus on. I'm I'm giving it to you. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that. You, you no, done. you said, oh, okay, <laughs> what's the news? You've done you your due are, diligence. You are laughing <laughs> at the whole fast thing. You are mocking. Well, I'm only Pedro laughing Defoe. at the fast thing because F A S T. You know, I'm not the one to mock acronyms. Wrong show, wrong no, guy. No, but I do think that it's ironic and poorly timed that he talks about fast last week and in the first example against the Cubs. Second inning. Second inning. Martin Maldonado, the guy who's brought here to set an example, the leader, lollygags it down the line. Yeah, I know it's only February, but that's a that's an impression that you don't want to make as far as first impressions go. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. But, but That's I a mean, bad one. In fairness, maybe maybe Maldonado was kind of buying into the Tony LaRusso no. run at your own pace. No, he should not have. Type of thing. Should not have done that. No. Martin Maldonado was respecting 65. Yes, not he did not respect 90. Yeah, and that's that's White Sox on brand. That is White Sox last year. That's White Sox under La Russa. That's bad White Sox business. Teaching moment. Teaching. It is a teaching moment, but you don't want a teaching moment. Do you think that was intentional? Do you think that was set up? Hey, Martin, first time you get a chance. Just jog it. Dog, dog it. it. I'm going to make an example out of you. Dead arse your way to first. I would almost respect Pedro Grafol more if that were the case. Um, like if he had staged that silly stunt to say, okay, I want to make an example out of you so you go lazily down the first baseline rather than 
this lapse in judgment from a veteran who was brought here to set an example, his first time he gets a chance to do that, he fails. We were talking about this yesterday, and, and off the air, I said, I said to Brandon, I said, do you think that Pedro is the worst manager in the league? I mean, if you, if you were just putting together a list, and, and you know what he said? He said, oh. Bottom three for sure, but maybe not the worst. And I just couldn't stop laughing. I, as I was driving home, I was thinking of that answer. Bottom well, three? Well, definitely bottom three, but can we call him the worst? Okay. So Who were the other two? Well, we didn't, we didn't get that far, but I just love the idea that I'm not going to damn him as the worst manager. But, he, you know, there's okay. probably 27 guys I better think than that. Along those lines, the Sox have one of the three worst managers in baseball in the same city where the Cubs have one of the three best. Hmm. Okay. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Quite the gap. Maybe some of the fine folks in uh, in Brewer Nation who remember they never really won anything they in the playoffs. The, they were right? always in the in the mix. They, got they into would the not argue with that. If they argued with apart. that, they would be just Pedro, spiteful. Pedro only lost 101 games. He didn't get in the playoffs and then lose. I think Pedro, like, has got to stop talking about things in Kansas City terms. Like the what they they have the first time they have a dietitian ever was that? Can you believe that? First of all, the White Sox for the first time hired a dietitian full time. Why? Why did it take them this long to get somebody to tell people how to eat? What's a lawyer man has been living off the last five years? Well, Is that why he's so injured? They never had a dietitian. Yeah. Hey, put down the Doritos. I you know. This is the first, anyway. He said we did that in Kansas City, and the, the director of strength and condition. We did that in Kansas City. I don't know that that's. I know Chris Getz talked about that, not being sensitive to that, but it's. I just bad optics so far. White Sox camp. Um, this is uh, Maldonado talking about that. He said I didn't come out of the box the way I should have come out of the box. I want to lead by example. I feel like as a team or as a person, we should have exactly the same mentality. If I want to get somebody uh, accountable on their own, I have to be accountable to myself first. He's and, right. And that led Pedro Grifolda said, but the optics of it, they weren't good. And it doesn't take a baseball purist to see that. If the optics aren't good, it's not good. That's not who we are. I'm not expecting these guys to go 100 miles an hour to first base on a ground ball that the pitcher has, uh, that the pitcher has secured the ball and the ball is already in flight to chest high. That's ridiculous, right? But I'll be damned if we're going to watch lack of effort. That's not who we are. That's that is now right there. He's better than at least five managers. <laughs> I don't know about that because the rest of them. What's wrong with going 100 miles per hour? What else do you have? To, what else do you have to hang your hat on if you're the White Sox? Effort. That's all you got. Yeah, that's all you can be about. You're yeah. going to be the grindy team, the gritty team. Well, because you, you got to save those right, hamstrings right. for later in the season. Please. What no. you don't want is to wear down late, like. Um, I've seen yeah. mention of Though, the Cubs. You want to be they fresh. They kind of wore you, down at the end of the year. You want to be fresh if you're David the White Sox. David Ross didn't give everyone oh, a don't day bring off. The, don't bring the Cubs So you had this. to run that guy out and bring in no. a better manager. If you're the Sox, what, you want to stay fresh for those last 15 losses? Yes. You got to be up to snuff. Between 85 and 100? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? They, they were the freshest 100 loss, 101 loss team in the majors last year. 101. Let's yeah. get it. Straight. 101. It wasn't 100. Okay. They did better than that. They have no excuse. I don't care. I mean, it sounds a little they bit. They could be 10 games better. They could only lose 91. Hustle. It's a it's a low bar to clear. Hurry Effort. up. And no, it's not an acronym. Oh, it's a oh, verb. I'm sorry. It's a verb. I'm not. And fast is an adjective. It's not an acronym. I'm not speaking in acronyms. Oh, I'm sorry. I think the Sox need to hustle, and then the rest will, you know, we'll see. Uh-huh. Is Nestrini, is he going to be in the majors this year? Uh, he's their number six prospect, according to MLB.com. What that was that put him? What's his timetable? Six years. Okay. Colson Montgomery, how's he looked um, since you've watched? From, from what I've watched – he looks young and tall. and um, He started the other day. He did. I got to start. I like that. I saw him. Saturday. Yeah. Well, they got Paul DeYoung, so why would you want you know, a good young player to play? Well, Paul DeYoung is a placeholder. Wait a minute. By the what? way, did you see the Cardinals signed Brandon Crawford to play shortstop for them? Cardinals have the oldest team in baseball right Just now. Just going to say, how old is he? They've got to have the oldest team in baseball. They've got more guys over 30. But that, that's, a, that's a definitely a correction because Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt told their general manager they wanted more veterans in the clubhouse because last year they didn't like having the young guys who didn't know how to be professionals. Well, and they still have those two guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when, it helps. I mean, you, you Don't forget, they still have those two guys. It helps. Yeah, the metrics say that a manager is two or three games total, and Pedro's going to challenge that again this year. In what direction? Exactly. <laughs> He's earned it, Molly. Why don't you be nicer to him? I, I am pretty nice Where would to you him. put him? Major Gafal? Yes. Am I ranking managers? You're just out of like all-time. <laughs> Why'd he do this to me? All-time I, managers I, ever. Where would you put him? <laughs> bottom two? I, I think he's bottom five. Bottom I think he's probably bottom five. You, you, this year or in all? Dustin, of all time? Bottom two? I, no, I think he's definitely among the worst Brandon in, in baseball. Brandon says bottom three. I'm with Brandon. Is he the worst manager? No, bottom three. So kind. I have to look at it. 101 losses in your first know who season. Would be worse, but hard to say who would be worse. No. I need to look at that. Yeah. It's funny too. I was gonna say like, oh, Kansas City, but I forget they they let go of their manager. They got a yeah. new manager because they, they lost them. over 100 games. Yeah, so. they yeah. didn't. They didn't promote Pedro when they had the opportunity. And the the worst teams in baseball. Is he Terry Bevington ish? Well, he's closer to being Terry Bevington than he is Tony, Robin Ventura. Tony Larusa, second time around. Um, it, it, is that what he said? <laughs> Tony Larusa, second time around, got to the playoffs, didn't he? I don't remember. I That's what Jerry would tell I you. The whole thing out. That's a Jerry right. thought it was a good idea. He did, thought it was a great didn't idea. Did he say that? He said yeah. that recently, didn't he? A he year did. ago? Something? He did. Yeah, I don't. I don't that think that. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that Grafol is closer to any of the great managers or good managers the Sox have had. He's closer to being Bevington-esque right now. I think Jerry came out and said that wasn't a bad idea, and then almost simultaneously the governor said no <laughs> or something like that. I get well, all these stories well, confused. Look, governor Prisker's a Cub fan. Yes, so, he said that too. Well, good for him. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no – funny. Nobody's wondering that. Nobody cares. That doesn't affect his – well, that's why to, to, he doesn't want to give money. To that's not why. Public. Some people may think he, that. Otherwise, if he had been a Sox fan, he'd give a billion dollars no. to the Sox. 
Didn't he say something like that? I think if Although he were I'm a Cubs fan, first and foremost. <laughs> Sorry for all the White Sox fans. Ner- nervous laughter. Well, if he were a Sox fan in the model that you are a Sox fan, yes. I think that Governor Prisker would give Jerry Reinsdorf a billion dollars to leave town. Mike is in Northbrook. Mike wants to say something. Hi, Mike. Well, okay. respectfully, I'm, I'm sick of all the negativity about the Sox. You know, there's some, there's some good things about this team, starting with the fact that they happen to have two of the better power hitters around in Luis Robert and, and Jimenez, and they still got Moncada, who was looking better, and they got Benintendi. And, not, and aside from that, there's an old axiom about baseball, be strong up the middle. Well, look at them up the middle now. They got Maldonado, they got the young they got Lopez, and they got Roberts. That's real solid up the middle. And, by the way, that makes a pitching staff better. And, by the way, they still got Dylan Cease. They still got Kopech. They got some hope, I'm not saying for sure, in this guy who was, who was the number one pitcher in the Korean League. You guys just mentioned, and they Andrew mentioned at the Vaughan. time, when, La- when Lance, yeah, when Lance Lynn was Vaughan. traded. I, I can't remember. Yeah, they still got Andrew Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, so what I'm trying to say is I look at teams at the end of the year who's in the World Series, and I'm not seeing – always teams that knock the heck out of the baseball, even though the Sox right. have some guys that They're can do that. They're going with the Diamondbacks. Mike, look. I appreciate the phone call, and I yeah. apologize for Molly being so negative about the White Sox. See, I, I'm, the guy, <laughs> I'm the guy that brought up the positive. Nestrini and Leisure. <laughs> and on. what did you do? You pooped on the Mike, parade. But I do want to get back to this. You did. But because I did not poop on that. You, you pooped I didn't on poo-poo. the parade. It was a parade. I didn't poo-poo or scoff. I don't like our team. Molly's parade of positivity. <laughs> Ended abruptly when David decided that uh, we weren't. They had Aloy last year. They had Luis Robert last year. They had Andrew Vaughn last year. And they've had Moncada for a while. They lost 101 games. And I do think that they have some upgrades defensively up the middle. That's a very valid point, Mike. I appreciate what you're pointing out. They got a new right fielder. They got a new second baseman. They Mm -hmm. got a new catcher. They got a new shortstop. They do. They got four new positions. Right. In the everyday lineup. They're not necessarily household names. They're not necessarily all-star players. But they are different. So there's strength There you that. go again with that positivity. <laughs> they are different. Change is good. Uh-huh. And change for the sake of change is better when you have a team that lost 101 games. Fair enough. So we will limit the negativity as much as we can. We'll try to work on that. and we'll I, don't, hope- I wasn't remotely negative. About the Sox? Never. No. No, I wasn't. I was talking about a good young pitcher, and I mentioned that uh, that uh, Scott Merkin said that uh, the reliever was one of the better players in camp and might make the team. Is that what he said? He did. He said it. I heard it. Brandon is low-key negative there. Brandon's stirring the pot low-key with a smile on his face. Mr. Third-worst manager in baseball. Nobody's calling in and saying Brandon's too negative. Okay, but next time. Next time. 312-644-6767. It's Mullion. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the score. It's over. They're taking this kid right here, and if they don't take this kid, then Ryan Paul should be fired. (laughs) 
Mully and Haw, Chicago, Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Wow. That is uh, Boomer Esiason. Boomer. And he's telling you that it's over, that the the first pick (laughs) of the draft should be Caleb Williams, this kid. He's pointing to him on a screen. And if he doesn't take him, he should be fired. Bears are on the clock. Ryan Poles is in Indianapolis holding court shortly if he's not already. I think Kevin Warren's down there too, right? Is he? Of course. Just to fire Presiding. him in case he comes away with a different pick. Presiding over the affairs and maybe scouting out. Who knows? Maybe Zinesville is a good potential site for the <laughs> the Bears. Maybe he's looking for a stadium site down there. I think Ryan Poles, and uh, looking at this dilemma, it's not a dilemma at all. And and I think hearing Boomer Siason express uh, what we believe, I think is interesting. Because it also, without maybe being that stark or that direct, that is, I think, the feeling around the National Football League. If Ryan Poles doesn't take Caleb Williams and passes on a second year in a row to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick, and that quarterback goes somewhere else in stars, Fireable offense. And why would you put yourself in that kind of job jeopardy? I think it was Dustin who pointed this out. You you don't trade Justin Fields. And you know, if you trade the pick, you probably are that's a risky move. And that's really it's a risky move and putting yourself in shortening your tenure. And if you you draft Caleb Williams, you extend it. You give yourself more. You just bought yourself more time. You reset the clock yes. on, the, on the rookie contract and your own. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's the reality of it. Chris is listening on the Odyssey app. He feels differently. Hey, Chris. Chris? Hi, hi Chris. Chris, I can. You're not looking for Rick? Go ahead, Chris. Chris, you're, for the purpose of this call, you have to be Chris. Chris. Rick? Can we call you? Can we call you, Chris? Just for the so, uh, question: yeah. How come nobody's bringing up Jaden Daniels? Caleb Williams is great and all like that, but six foot tall, not so much. Jaden Daniels throwing dimes down the field, forty yards, and he's six foot four, two hundred. So what the heck? Thanks, Chris. Jaden Daniels, tremendous prospect. I think his name was Rick. Thanks, Rick. Well, we can call him Chris. I knew a Rick Chris at one point. Did you I really? Did, yes. Who's Rick Chris? It's from my hometown. Wow. <laughs> so. You figured if you, you know, call him each one, either do you, one. Do you like a lot of dudes with two first names? Jeff George. Jerry Angelo. <laughs> See, we could do this all day. Greg Gabriel. Okay. But there I think be that. a lot of guys up there. Jaden Daniels is a tremendous prospect. He is going to be one of those players. You would call it maybe a created player, but I think that he's going to ascend quickly, right? He is this year's Tony Richardson, Anthony Richardson, that the Colts took out of Florida, and you wondered at the beginning of the process where he would land. I think Jaden Daniels is likely a top 10, possibly top 5 pick. I just don't know that if you're number 1 overall, if you would take him instead of Caleb Williams. Now, there's going to be measurements, and certainly I'm anticipating this this week. Caleb Williams is going to be measured, and people are going to react in a way that is amusing. He's not going to be 6'1". He may not be 6 feet. And wow. I, I, who knows? But okay. you know, you know how this goes. How tall? Oh, I, do you, I, how, I, how tall do you think he he will come in at? Well, and now you put me on the spot. Six feet and a quarter I'm gonna, inch. I'm going to go with six three. 
but I'm I'm sticking with the USC measurements. Yeah, well, no, I, I would. I mean, honestly, I mean, he could be six feet tall. He might be five eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. And if he's but if he's less than five eleven, of well, yeah. I don't think so. No, if he's shorter than six feet, I think people will will panic. Yes, I think there will be a reaction to yeah. that. You want you want a guy to be about six foot four. You know what you want is you want like. Uh, you want Drake May. Drake May's a prototype. That's a prototype. But Jaden Daniels is also Lamar Jackson-esque yes. in that way. J.J. McCarthy is 6'3", I believe. He's very thin. Okay. J.J. McCarthy looks like he could use a cheeseburger. I, I, I think he definitely could add him some of weight. I being hefty. I just talked about his height. <laughs> I just think he could, he could fill out a little bit. He's going I to. I have a friend who's a scout in the league and mm-hmm. loves Jaden Daniels. Loves him. Would he take he him thinks, over Caleb Williams? Yes. A lot of people might do yeah, that. Yeah, no, but he he believes that he has got a lot of Lamar Jackson with a stronger, more accurate arm. It's a defensible position. I, I think that it's easier. Put it this way: I could almost. What do you think Boomer thinks? <laughs> well, if they take Jaden Daniels over Caleb Williams, I'd fire Ryan Poles on the spot. That'd be that'd be Boomer. That's me doing Boomer. <laughs> I, I I think though, Mully, Jaden Daniels. If the Bears, for whatever reason, were to take Jaden Daniels over Caleb Williams, that's almost a more defensible position if they believe that with conviction than I think keeping and and reinvesting in Justin Fields, only because of the ceiling of the quarterback. You think Jaden Daniels will be a better professional quarterback than Justin Fields? Do I? Yes. No. You don't? I don't. No, I think think Caleb Williams is going to be the best – professional quarterback in the draft. Oh, okay, that I, I agree with that. No, I, that's not what I'm asking. I think Caleb Williams will be the best. Do you think Jaden Daniels will oh, be better than oh, Justin I'm Fields? I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you were I, – I, when you said Justin Fields, I heard Caleb that's Williams. That's okay. Um, well, that's a good question. I, I can't answer that question. I don't have enough information. But it's not outrageous to think that. I don't have enough information on Jaden Daniels. I'm going to need to – I'm going to need to see more. Uh, we have some breaking news. We do. Is it breaking news? Uh, Ryan Pohl said the Bears are in the process of getting a contract extension done for Jalen Johnson. They're that, in the process of getting it done. Well, that's news then. That's, that, news. that's a really good development. He also said they have no master plan on quarterback just yet. They are here, meaning Indy, to gather information. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way of ducking that question. Well, that is a good way of ducking that question. He was more forthcoming about the Jalen Johnson development than I would have expected. Right. But that's really good news based on especially the context with the conversation we had earlier. You can't lose him from the locker room. You want to reinvest in your own, and Jalen Johnson backed up the big talk, and he definitely deserves an extension. Um, Rick. Rick is on the road. Hey, Rick. I don't know if your name's Chris. We may have had some confusion, but you'll be Rick. I'm a real Rick. You're a real real Rick. Rick. Okay, great. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Molly, I just wanted to say I don't think you're being too negative about the White Sox. Hanging your hat on Nicky Lopez, Paul DeYoung, and Martin Maldonado is pretty sad at this point. I was just going to say if I want to see and, bad and, baseball. And who's the, new, who's the new right it. fielder? I, Dominic name? Fletcher. Dominic Fletcher. Dom. Yeah, there's another Dom or Dom guy. Who's the other guy? There's another guy. Who- the peak. Molly, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not even following it that close. I'm yeah. so turned off by what's going on there. Yeah, I, and so, I, you know, you, Rick, God bless you. I I watched the first two games because I wanted to hear John Schifrin with Stoney and just kind of know what's going to happen. And I, as I told David earlier, 
buddy of mine texted me and said that, you know, his enthusiasm is going to wane as he watches this team, which maybe is a negative comment, I, but it amused me. I'm still trying to figure out who you think is in the outfielder. You said the P guy. There's some guy Who's, whose name begins with a P. Peyton, Bur- Peyton Burdick? No, no. He's on the 40 man. Who else? Who else? They got another guy. Not it, in the outfield. I, it's, it's Fletcher, but there was another guy in right field that uh, someone mentioned to me. I don't know. <laughs> and you think that – And when I say his name begins with a You P, think that John Schriffen is going to run out of enthusiasm by the end of the year? Well, I don't know how he's going to maintain that degree of excitement if he watches 100 long. He's got to tell the truth. Oh, he will. But, but I, I think he's – I thought yeah. he was very professional. Yeah, I thought he, he, he did a good job. Stoney will – Stoney will get him through it. Stoney's seen this movie before. Let's get to Jeff. Jeff is listening on the Odyssey app. What's Hi, up, Jeff? Jeff, how are you? Hey, guys. Um, I, if Caleb Williams goes to Washington and has, let's say, gets lucky and has a C.J. Stroud-type year, but they finish like 7-10. and 10. But the Bears, who should improve, maybe it's with Fields, maybe it's something else, but get all these picks and build a team like the 90s Cowboys, and maybe finish eleven and six or twelve and five next year, and then have a run. Why do you think Poles would be in trouble because he got rid of Caleb or didn't pick Caleb Williams? Jeff, do you really think the the, the Bears are on the verge of building the '90s Cowboys if Justin Fields is the I quarterback? Think it could be if, if that if, was if, Boomer if, who said if, that. By the way, let's let's get. Yeah, that I know Boomer said it, but hey, but if you guys build, you got three years to build. And if you build a team and Fields isn't the guy, you can you can pretty much put a decent quarterback in there, and you're going to have a great team. I respect where you're coming from, Jeff. I really yeah. do. It's a defensible argument. I'll keep saying that. But I just don't think that when you have a chance to look at the, the rest of the league and see the examples of elite quarterbacks elevating every aspect of your operation, and you have an opportunity, an opportunity that is rare, that for you to do that, I just don't think you pass. I'm with Boomer. I don't know that I would fire Ryan Poles on the spot, but I do think that if he doesn't draft Caleb Williams and he goes somewhere else and he becomes C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow, that kind of quarterback, a top 10 quarterback, then he will get fired because of that Because of that decision. Uh, back to the Sox briefly. <laughs> uh, Dominic Fletcher is the – is ostensibly the starting right fielder. I was thinking of Kevin Pillar. Who oh, yeah, the minor name, leaguer. Okay. His last name begins with a P. Minor league contract. Thank you. Kevin Pillar. Yeah. Yeah, they he's brought in, him in and he was He's a vet. Uh, he was playing when I he, saw. He's a set, he's there to set an example. And Oscar Colas is no longer the Cuban Notani. He's in he's camp, even, though. He's not pitching. And he's, he's in camp. He's on the 40-man. He's not really playing. But he's there. He's a, he's a, he's a person. He's probably He behind, has feelings. He's probably behind Gavin Sheets. Stop talking negatively about Oscar Colas. Yeah. Bruce said he's going to make the team. No, he didn't. He said he's in, he's in camp. He's going to probably spend the year in Charlotte working on a lot. I think that the word is that Pedro Grafo didn't always like or appreciate Oscar Colas' approach last year. So uh, well, where would you rank Oscar Colas among all right fielders in baseball versus bottom three? Bottom three, yes. bottom okay. three always. That's, that's yep. bottom three. We're Brandon. doing a lot of bottom three. Bottom three, Brandon. That's pretty good. Texter asking this that's question: Who's taller, Caleb Williams or Dominic Fletcher? Yeah, that's a 
I, I, he better be taller than Dominic Fletcher. Dominic Fletcher is like 5'8", right? 5'6". 5'6"? I, I think he's listed at 5'6". Yeah. Wow. Good hitter. A lot of bat. Good bat. Makes contact. Yeah. I bet she's a good bunter. Well, um, Kevin Pillar, six feet tall. Let's just let's get it straight. And um, and your guy Gavin Sheets, <laughs> even taller than that. Texas are out of hand. I'm, I just was Gavin, called another name on the text Gavin, line. Gavin Sheets, six foot five. Gavin Damn Sheets you. is a tall, strapping young man with a lot of power from the left side. Mm. Do you think he's got? A little DH, little DH written all over him. Although with Aloy, Aloy's not playing right field, so Gavin Sheets, it's a conundrum. I thought that's why I thought they would be more active in this offseason. Either Aloy or Gavin Sheets. You had it's it's a redundant piece. You could have probably gotten something for either. Who's playing right field? Fletcher. Who's playing left field? Benintendi. And he's had the best offseason he's had. Benintendi? Benintendi came out and said he, Absolutely. Had, a great, he had a great offseason. He's your left fielder, and Luis Roberts your center fielder. He's had his offseason, and he wants to prove that he belongs and he's real good. Well, I would have the same approach after coming off last year's disaster. I'd have the same mentality. Everybody wants to have that. The best offseason? Yes. Best offseason ever. You want to follow up your worst season that you've ever experienced with your best offseason that you've ever enjoyed. So, yeah, I can understand that. I just don't know what to expect from Ben Benintendi. What is he? On-base guy? Good glove guy? Texter says he'd take Pilar over Caleb Williams. <laughs> Maybe he said it the other way. All right, we've got uh, Dan and Lawrence. We're going to chat with them next. Hopefully we get more information out of uh, the Combine. That's good news. Uh, that they are uh, close to working. With. I wonder what the average annual value of J- Jalen Johnson's salary will be. Or what will be the AAV? Will it be north of $20 million, which could possibly make him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL? Um, Polls also said he'd like to know tomorrow where they're going with the quarterback, but that's not how the process works. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score.